Agenda-setting conversations of the day. Eight minutes to seven. Well, so much going on in the electricity space at the moment. On Friday, the High Court in Swane ruling government is responsible for load shedding, that load shedding is a result of government failures, and government must provide electricity for all police stations, hospitals, and schools by the end of January next year. In other words, exempt them from load shedding. At the same time, the Energy Minister, Greta Montasche, is saying over the weekend he would issue three more energy procurement rounds before the end of the year which probably means literally in the next two weeks. In the middle of all of this, the consultancy PwC is saying they believe South Africa needs some gas to power electricity or will need some gas to power electricity in the future. You know, of course, all of the arguments about the kind of energy or the kind of energy mix that we will need. Martin Solomon wrote that report for PwC. He's an energy expert at that consultancy. Martin, good morning. Good morning. You say that we will need some gas to electricity generation. I suppose, uh, what kind of energy mix do you think we need to look at? Well, you know, to answer the question, one has to understand the limitations that renewable energy faces. I mean, firstly, it is uh, an intermittent energy source. And for an industrialized economy like South Africa, we need certainly very, very sustainable and definitive power. So when you're dealing with intermittency, if you don't have sufficient hydro, then solar and wind certainly cannot do the load following that you need. So it is inevitable that one is going to need renewable energy supported by gas to power to make an economy like South Africa work. So, I mean, there are different ways you can do this. You can use hydro, as you say. I don't. I, I agree with you. I don't think we have the capacity. I mean, I'm not an expert, but I agree with you there anyway. Um, the only other way to do it is through battery storage, which is also quite expensive. So uh, how much gas generation capacity do you think we would need in sort of terms of megawatts? Well, the, you know, the, the issue around energy planning is if, if one looks at South Africa's current reality, uh, we have a material gap in generation of about six to eight gigawatts, depending on how you analyze this. But I think the more critical question or, or a, approach to answering your question is to also think about the nature of the need to grow this economy from its current base to something much bigger. So we assumed at PwC that a 4% per annum GDP growth is what you would need. If you apply that approach, then you know we are talking about tens of gigawatts into the future, both in terms of renewables and gas. And, uh, you know, our reality, of course, that compounds that even more is that we're facing a period in the next 20 to 30 years when ESCOM coal decommissioning has to happen. Mm. So, you know, if you hear ESCOM, they talk about 50 to 60 gigawatts of new power and roughly half of half of that, I would argue, would have to come from gas. So it's material. It's it's significant. Half of the grid would have to come from gas. Yeah, look, I'm I'm using very crude numbers because I'm not looking at detailed analysis. But you, but you would need something of that order. Firstly, to displace coal, which is base load. Secondly, then to provide the load following support uh, in order to push as much green energy into the system as we can get. Okay, I mean, look, gas is obviously the greenest of the fossil fuels, but it's still a fossil fuel. But but I mean, it's still I appreciate what you say, but it's still a huge a huge amount to say that half the load would have to come from gas. At the same time, the argument sort of from the renewable lobby would be, uh, renewable energy is moving very quickly; it's coming on stream. Price the price is dropping, and they would probably argue that we we would have to build big gas infrastructure almost from nothing, and we might might end up not using it. It might become a sort of stranded asset. Well, I couldn't disagree more fundamentally with that assertion than 
than it's been made. Look, the, the unfortunate reality is that the debate around energy has become very polarized. So if one applies just the fact-based and science-based approach to this, I mean, my first observation is gas infrastructure for South Africa would in large part mean regasification terminals. Now, regasification terminals are hardly the most expensive component of the gas system. They're not cheap, but they're not the most expensive. The other good news for us is that we have seen significant new discoveries in the upstream uh, around oil and gas. I mean, most notably and more recently is the discoveries in Namibia. So there is the prospect of relatively more competitive gas coming into the economy from Namibia. But, you know, the, 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 the notion that the cost of renewable energy will forever be, be in decline is, is also highly challengeable. And the reason for that is that energy systems are per definition systems that are based on the extractive industry. The truth is that uh, renewable energy costs have significantly reduced over the last period, but the system faces material supply chain constraints. And when you're dealing with supply chain constraints, we will see periods of higher cost in renewables. So in reality, one really has to look at the balance of factors in order to plan energy systems properly. There are other options. I mean, some people would say we should use nuclear. We know that takes at least 10 years. And frankly, if we're being honest, probably longer. How long would it take to build the gas infrastructure? I mean, obviously, you wouldn't do half a grid in one go. But to have a significant contribution from gas, how long would that take? Look, you know, I'm, I'm giving you sort of an order of magnitude when I say half the grid. I mean, it's probably half the new capacity. But but let's not get stuck on that. If you're asking the question about timing, I mean, to, to develop an offshore oil field, if it is, you know, comes with gas at some point in production, that's about four to five years, depending on how quickly the or the oil economics can be made to work. So, you know, don't be surprised if you see an accelerated development in Namibia. Now, the nice thing about Namibia is Namibia now has these two major discoveries offshore, but one by Shell, one by Total, and there are others also exploring. But they lie next to the old Kudu field, and Kudu itself has a couple of TCF of gas that could be pulled into the market within a relatively short period. Martin, so sir. I'd say with an aggressive approach, you could see gas landed onshore in Namibia in the next four to five years. Martin Solomon, thank you very much indeed. Energy expert at PwC.